up, everybody? Welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shot for all things in the world of cinema. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan McWhorter, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Payton. What's up? almost butchered my name, but besides yeah. that, I'm good. I'm doubly good right now because Kentucky just won. That's part of the reason we're recording. They don't know this, but we are recording a little bit later tonight because Kentucky went into overtime against St. Joe's. Which St. Joe's is a good team. They're they're projected to be you know first or second in their conference, which is a good mid major. So you know I'll take a good overtime win with a young team, uh, especially without any of our big men yet. And the good news is Aaron Bradshaw looks like he'll be ready next game. Awesome. So and you can see why that's extra good because Trey Mitchell's out here draining threes as our six foot ten inner big man. So ah, it's a good time to be a Kentucky fan. And there's your sports update mm-hmm. on a movie podcast. That's right. Uh, I've also been playing Call of Duty still, and uh, Modern Warfare 3 is great. Uh, damn the haters. That's really right. good. Really good. Um, what have you been doing, man? Honestly, been uh, not too not too busy. Been pretty uh, chill. Got to got a good even balance of watching some movies and some TV. I see that. Um. Uh, yeah, man. Not a whole lot. What about you? Selling some cars. Yep. Snapping next. Yep. Selling cars. Checks. Uh, not snapping next, but uh-huh. selling cars for sure. That's good. Um, I don't really know. I feel like I I let something going every night last week. We had our friendsgiving. We did. Which I am now a curry believer. Oh, uh, yeah. Curry's fantastic. I ate it for the next two freaking days. And Alex the, was right. It was yeah. even better left over, yeah. which is saying something. And your bowels withstood the test. I mean, a normal, I mean, I was expecting like fi- angry fire from the gods yeah. and yeah. it wasn't. It was just like a normal poo, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I have sometimes worse poos after eating McDonald's. So yeah. uh, Curry's safe Oh, that for first me. time McDonald's after like, you've gone like two weeks without McDonald's. It's just diarrhea. It's, terrible. it's an emergency all the time. Yeah, I know. And the, these dark chocolate Hershey's Kisses are also booty juice. Okay. Not good. Not good. No one asked you to eat them. Well, I was hungry for some snacks. Abby made chili, which was great. And now I'm hungry for a snack. Yeah. And dark chocolate kisses are here. And I do not like them. All right. So it is what it is. Oh, that, yeah. No, I've, I've been super busy. Uh, I haven't done. I feel like I've been super busy, but can't really tell you what I've been doing. Not like I can't tell you. I just can't tell you, you know honestly I mean? same you just been yeah. busy uh yep so uh since we don't have anything to really recap let's jump into our trailers because a couple of them are suck fests uh the first one being uh madame oweb starring dakota johnson and sydney sweeney um i'm over the superhero stuff man really? I, I think i've hit the wall and i i, I want to call dawson but i'm not going to he watched spider-man across the spider-verse Yes, you three saw it. You stars. Saw it. Three stars. I, I got very upset when I saw that. I thought you might. I did I, too. I feel like I the, can understand a four star. You know, what did from he, Dawson? What like, did he rate into the Spider Verse though? Four and a half. Okay, a full star and a half. He's been he's been he's red pilled. He, yeah, he's a he's a superhero compl- hater. I, that, absolutely ridiculous. Mm. And and I feel like it's even more outrageous because it's not even like it's a live action if you want to call out live action superhero movies that's one thing because it's actual actors but this is a cartoon um and yeah i think we don't even he doesn't even deserve the time you know i think we just move on man i was gonna see if he had wrote a review for it yeah he hasn't lord no but he did give a shout out to told me the other day to watch please don't destroy uh the treasure of foggy mountains that's really funny he gave it three and a half stars he said it's really good now dawson is an snl 
loves cum it. guzzler. Like yeah. he loves it. And I say cum guzzler now because we have a story that has to do with cum later. So oh, great. Yeah. Kicking off the podcast with an explicit. I have, the I'm going pretty blind into some of our news and notes because, uh, yeah, just, well, it's true. It's a yeah. good story. Salt burns coming out this week or next week, whatever it's, I mean, it's open world or nationwide select theaters right now. So yeah. coming around here, hopefully soon. Anyway, Matt M. Webb, uh, new, new superhero film star, uh, like in the Spider-Man world. Uh, Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. Dakota Johnson uh, has the spider powers uh, that she got from a spider. I'm assuming, right? I, I, we don't know. Her mom was investigating spiders in the Amazon with this dude plays named Ezekiel. Yes, like, but I think she also gave birth to her in the jungle. So maybe... So she had jungle fever? I don't know. I don't know what she has. <laughs> so maybe her and Ezekiel had a baby and Ezekiel's like the bad Spider-Man. Uh, he reminds me of the well, Ezekiel worked with her mother yeah, while she was. So I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Maybe he was. Maybe and he looks like Reverse Flash, uh, or Zoom from the Flash show on CW, which isn't a good thing for a big budget film. Yeah, his costume no, yeah. sucked. Um, no. Uh, and he, so it's about Dakota Johnson. She has spider powers. How she got them, we don't know. She's being chased by this like uh, Spider-Man person who walks around and chokes people, chokes the life out of people. Yeah, literally, which is lame. And um, her and her other girlfriends in her apartment somehow then get spider powers all of a sudden and they are helping her take down Ezekiel. It's a girl power moment. Um, not upset about it because of the girl power. I'm upset about it because it looks like, yes, uh, I do not think this looks good at all. But I'm a Sydney Sweeney apologist. So um, kind of a kind of a disappointment for me. Yeah, honestly, whole whole cast is is kind of all over the place, too. Um Dakota Johnson, I don't know how you feel about her. She's um, fine. I'm hit and miss on what she does. Yeah. Mostly so, missed. Peanut Butter Falcon was good. Okay. Um, but you've got um, you know, the young and the the younger Spider Woman, um, Sydney Winnie, Sydney, Sydney Sweeney, Winnie. uh being one, Isabella Merced, uh Merced, I think is how you pr- pronounce that. And then um Celeste O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, all playing different kind of variations of Spider Woman. I mean, you don't. We don't get enough in the trailer to tell um, you anything about it. And the dialogue yeah, in the trailer is bad. So bad. Um, the the editing of it is cringe. Yeah, like everything about this is just not 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 a good look for me. It's not. It's not. It doesn't entice me to want to watch this movie. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then we get a nice little Adam Scott. That's um, the only thing that keeps me going. Well, Adam Sydney Sweeney. Something he didn't show, but in the uh, the billing for for the cast, they've got Emma Roberts oh. in here playing uh, Mary Parker. So I mean, that's a good that's a good cast. Like I, mean, I can see. So we're here's Mary Parker. Yeah, we're getting Peter's mom. Yeah. Okay, weird. I don't know. This movie's all over the place. Yeah. And why not show any of this in your trailer? Adam's, uh, Adam Scott's riding the high right now and you don't show more than him and says it's like a cameo maybe he is just a cameo in the film I don't yeah. know Madam Webb it's gonna have to win me over because this trailer does not did not do the trick so Ditto. maybe it'll be better what did do the trick is Imaginary the new Blumhouse film uh, we talked about it last week on the pod because uh, a teaser had dropped well now the trailer's dropped and it's about this demented teddy bear who obviously is you know I guess possessed kind of like a Willy's Wonderland five nights at Freddy's kind of vibe. I got it's like a vessel. Yeah. A vessel for all these spirits, angry spirits seems like. Um, and it has this little girl, whoever the host is do bad things to themselves and to others. Um, 
So there's your crux. It's got a new little girl, new family. The therapist is trying to figure out what's going on. And then it starts haunting and killing family and friends and people involved. Um, there's not much originality to it. There's not much in terms of like plot structure, you know, imaginary friends or entities. Okay, cool. We've heard this kind of stuff before. So nothing like mind blowing, but the, the package it's in is somehow like fresh and shiny and it feels this is definitely going to be well done and intense. Uh, it's going to be a jump scare fest. So you're out hard out on that anyway, until uh, next yeah, spooky absolutely. season, we'll revisit imaginary next spooky season uh, for you. I'll see it when it comes out. Um, Cause this is definitely my type of movie, but overall uh, imaginary looks really good. Um, you know, little teddy bear full of little angry spirits that, that has to be stopped and they kidnap her and take her into the imaginary friend room. So I doubt it's like Foster's home. What if it was though? That'd be awesome. I'm glad you know what that is. Of course I do. Foster's home for imaginary friends. Are great oh, I, underrated listen, I was, show. I was Cartoon Network over Disney Channel all no, day. I mean, I, they can coexist in my mind. Yeah. And Nickelodeon, still. all three of them. They were like, I was going to say Mount Rushmore, but there's yeah. more than three. Cartoon Network was always first hit. Well, I didn't put this on a news story because I didn't think you were a fan. They're re, the original writer and creator of Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back. An animated version yep. of it? Oh, interesting. Yep. Going to Amazon Prime. Okay. Which Prime's a good place for these shows to go. Like these ain't like Invincible yeah, so. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, who does Scott Pilgrim? Is that Netflix? Yeah. Well, Netflix won't be bad because they have some good animated series out too right now. Yes. So, um, anyway, it's Imaginary. It looks good for me. Probably didn't do anything for you, yeah? Yeah, nothing. I didn't think so. All right, so the really one that I'm curious about where you are is this next one is Arthur and the King, new Mark Wahlberg, Samu Lee. I think you know exactly Barry how Grylls. I feel. No, I don't know. It's a dog movie based on a true story. It's but Go ahead. Well, I mean, it, it's basically about this team that, you know, it, they're in some kind of race, like a pair, not almost a Paralympic. Uh, I was waiting. I was ready. <laughs> what is it? The uh, triathlon. Triathlon, like type of <laughs> event. And along the way, one of the, the main characters, Mark Wahlberg, um, finds a dog and connects with them. And they find out this dog's been helping him. And this race is basically across this whole country. And... Oh they can't put together how this dog shows up at these different spots whenever they're miles and miles away from one another. Mm -hmm. And so they befriend the dog and you know, it's just this whole homey, like I, I feel like this would be on ABC family. That looks better than ABC. It, it family. looks better, but you, it's you, still you, that style. You mean like showing on not like an ABC family original movie. Yeah. It looked like it would like, it looks like this would show like once it's hit the movies and like this isn't going to FX. No, well, no. This is going to like an ABC family, and it's super cheesy, earnest, and yeah, it looks good. I think this is great. I think this is going to be a fun film. Uh, I do want to, and I know this is going to sound racially charged, but I don't mean it that way. It's just a good comparison to me. Okay, I think Simu Lee is Simu. Simu, Simu. Yeah, I think he is Linsanity. He had his moment. Shang Chi, uh, Barbie. You know, and each each thing. Did you watch Kim's Convenience? Mm -mm. Oh, that's a good sitcom. It's a good sitcom. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Simu keeps getting these weirder and weirder, lower and lower roles, and he blew up, and then now he's kind of fallen off slowly but surely. But he's still around, kind of like Jeremy Lin was. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of a not fair take because I think he's a great actor. Is he? How? Why? What have you seen him in that makes Kim's Convenience? Like it is a consistent sitcom. That helped pave the way for him to get a role in Shang-Chi. Like, yeah. Because I, I mean, I like him. I, don't, I think he's a cool dude. Like, yeah. I want to hang out with him. 
but I don't, I've never seen, I yet have never seen anything with him. And I'm like, wow, that dude can't. His performance act. in Barbie was spot on. Fine. I just think that's him. No, it's kind of like Michael Cera. Th- I think Michael Cera is just there. I oh really believe God. it. I like Michael Cera, but I've never just been wild by anything he's done either. Okay. All so right. I'm kind of yeah, like yeah. Simu Lee okay. in, that, in that ballpark too. I get a feeling. I, I'm, I'm getting a feeling for how this podcast is going now. This is this conversation keeps going. Why? I don't know. This is just this is feeling very combative. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready wow. to throw hands We're over Simu Lee. Mostly film combat session <laughs> up here. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I think he'd be fun I, to hang out with. No, I. You bring up the point of like this is a stopgap for like the next bigger thing mm-hmm. that could come up and you know for being honest marvels uh don't feel like it's gonna be uh happening too soon for him so i mean Mm-mm. you gotta you gotta bring paychecks in while you can yeah so. i mean i think he looks fun in this film yeah but fun and good are two different things okay bear grills is also on this team with them yeah i didn't pick that up yeah until the trailer end i'm not a bear <laughs> yeah. girls guy but I'm not either i recognize the guy i just thought it was an actor i was yeah. missing i was like oh wait that's bear girls too okay anyway so you're out on this yeah I don't, i'm not gonna go see this in theater this is one of those movies abby would definitely like i would happily watch yeah, it Kate, one night caitlin would yeah. would love to watch it and i would be on my phone the entire time see i that's this is one of those i could passively watch it and be happy i don't want to I don't want to spend my time that You way. passively watch a ton of stuff. I know, but it's stuff that I'm at least halfway interested in. Uh, I would be... that th- th- Those are like glass half full type of movies. This is yeah. a glass half empty. Listen, here's the other question. Skipping ahead a little bit. Okay. Did uh, Sam and Caitlin watch Dead Poets? No, I watched it by myself. Oh, so they didn't watch anything with you? No, yeah. I can't watch movies like that with Caitlin because she gets super depressed. What a great film. It's amazing. Was it your first time watching it? It was my okay. first time watching it. We'll get to it. Mainly because it is so depressing. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I miss Robin Williams. Anyway, uh, like sometimes I think about dying. We had the next trailer. We yeah. talked about the teaser a long <laughs> time ago. Not my current ago. state of mind. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this trailer or teaser a long time ago and, you know, Sundance. I almost got to watch this, but the link expired. 10 minutes into my watching. So I started, I've seen 10 minutes of sometimes is, I think about rough. dying. That's rough. That's rough life. Uh, but Tyler really liked it. Um, so shout out to my man, Tyler Yoakum. He's in Gatlinburg right now. I actually just came back from Gatlinburg. Had yeah. 690 emails waiting for him when he got back. I'm going to have to hit him up on some recommendations because I'm going there next week. Oh, yeah. that's what I knew yeah. you, We're not recording next week. I knew you were leaving. You're going somewhere. Yeah. So you won't be there this Sunday? Nope. Well, John? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so sometimes I think about dying. Uh, Daisy Ridley film. Uh, where she plays, according to JP, an autistic woman. I did and- not. Whoa. 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 <laughs> uh, you made that comment. Whoa. I mentally bookmarked it. It's like, I'm coming back to that. <laughs> Whoa. Now, if you ever go look at my TikTok or me, things me and Garrett yeah. send each other. Oh, gosh. It's- Listen, Garrett has failed the autism test three times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope every time we bring this up, we just add another time he's failed to. <laughs> he's spelled it 15 times 15 times Garrett wow uh, anyway so Daisy Ridley plays this lady who uh, often daydream is very aloof standoffish and awkward um, but and she's really good at her job really good at her job but what she does questionable I do not know uh, and she has a hard time connecting with people because she always is thinking about dying and um, this film is very this is going to be a weird thing to say it gives me very kind of Swiss Army Man 
wilder people vibes in terms of like aesthetic. Okay. But I don't know. Like, I've been thinking of ending things is dead on in terms of like a like the pace. Yes, pacing. And then it gives me Swiss Army Man and the Wilder People cinematography kind of vibes, which is not the same type of film at all. So I don't know. I'm very intrigued by this movie. Uh, The reviews are pretty glowing around it. Um, So I I think this will be good. I'm excited to see Daisy Ridley. And I've only seen her like in Chaos Walking and um, Star Wars. No, I was thinking besides Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a couple things. I can't remember what the other one was. So I'm excited to see her. Something else. Something that's can't, you know. This one obviously has a lot of uh, promise for her, like performance outside of Star Wars. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, this movie, shake your shake your trees. Oh, it it's got my brain tickling. No oh, brain like, tickles. It's just like I'm ready to I'm ready to enjoy it. No, me too. I'm ready to enjoy it too. Uh, which brings to the last trailer is something I think I will enjoy. Minus his accent is Fast Charlie, which is Pierce Brosnan's new movie. Um, he plays a um, mobster who is you know on a Liam Neeson taken vendetta, you know vendetta streak, going as people are trying to axe him, uh, similar to the killer in some ways. Seems like maybe. Uh, it, it looks good. Like the trailer objectively, like looks like a fun, brutal, gory, well-paced, well-choreographed action film uh, with Pierce Brosnan, which is fine. He's a good action star as your lead, but the accent they decided to give him, it's a inconsistent multiple times throughout the trailer, which is a problem for me. And then B, it just doesn't fit Pierce Brosnan. It's Pierce Brosnan. Just let him have a British accent. So the only reason I didn't think the voice was inconsistent because I thought he was going for like a Cajun sounding yeah. voice, which can have some European slang, I yeah. guess. We also I just Draw kept hearing like it. he'd be real redneck for a minute. Yeah. And then it'd be something totally different. And then I'd hear a little bit of Pierce Brosnan. And I'm like, what is going on with this dude's yeah. accent? But no, Fast Charlie looks like a fun little mobster movie. Um, something I'll definitely have to check out, which Manodrome is on look movie now i watched it today oh you didn't put it on here i did too oh i hadn't logged it since you probably did it's this. not on your notes yeah i know i had watched it after i put that stuff in there is it good i'll just wait to talk about it okay well that's what we're jumping into so you can open with it well i was gonna the last thing i was gonna say about fast charlie um this looks to be like the last movie that james con was in as well that's who that was shoot yeah i was looking i was like man who is that i couldn't figure out who it was yeah oh, really old. Pima, man. um yeah he looks so old wow um but yeah uh fast charlie definitely will give it a watch it will probably be a two and a half for me though yeah i'm thinking i was thinking solid three star for me yeah all right so what have we been watching <laughs> i i watched two movies i watched the creator and the killer yeah. um you watched four movies honey and venice the creator she came to me and Manodrome. Yeah. Let's start so, with Manodrome. I want to hear about it because I was just talking okay, about it. Yeah, and it's fresh for me. Hold on, let me... Uh, I didn't know it was out already. I remember looking at uh, Look Movie because that's where mm-hmm. I watched Planes, Trains, and Automobile at. And I was like, um, Manodrome. That looks familiar. I don't wonder if it's a sequel to Vivarium because I saw Jesse and Eisenberg. I could not remember yeah. why that sounded familiar. Then this morning, I was scrolling through. I was like, oh, shoot, Manodrome. I should have watched it, but didn't. Yeah, so Manodrome, um, we... Did a trailer review of it a few weeks ago. Um, it last is. Week. It was last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so 
It's basically about Oof. Ralph. I just saw your rating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ralphie, uh, is, who's played by Jesse Eisenberg, is an Uber driver, an aspiring body uh, builder who is um, inducted into a, a libertarian masculinity cult and loses his grip on reality when his uh, repressed desires are awakened. Oh. Um, I didn't read this description or anything. Um, before we watched it, it just <sighs> went straight off the trailer, which, honestly, the trailer gave me cultish taxi driver vibes with a little bit of fight club dropped in there and the yeah. trailer yeah uh well yeah i think that's where you get the cult cult oh, vibes okay. um personally for me um but really it's just it follows this very socially awkward insecure jesse eisenberg jesse okay. eisenberg um who is basically going to be a father and is getting trapped into, you know, the social pressures of a newborn, like being a dad. Yeah. Um, while also being extremely immature and just like constantly comparing himself to like bigger buffer dudes in this gym <laughs> that he works out in. I'm telling you, it's really weird. Um, and yeah, he just, he, uh, it's extremely insecure. The whole themes of like toxic masculinity are very ripe in this. Um, but they're the only sliver of hope in this movie for me is the uh, Adrian Brody um, character, uh, Dan, who mm -hmm. he is referred to as Daddy Dan. Daddy or Dan. No, no, Dad Dan. Oh, okay. Dad, Dad Dan. Dan. That's much fun. He has this cult called Manodrome. Yes. Um, where their whole thing is they swear celibacy okay uh because they um are basically have have had found themselves in these positions of feeling weak and in, in inferior to women and it is basically the andrew tate of like oh cucks. like yeah or insoles yeah insoles they are a bunch of insoles we don't need to go down the whole cut hole again yeah no we're good um, hole. <laughs> So, that's so yeah, he basically fixates on Ralphie, who's Jesse Eisenberg's character, and um, Jesse just latches onto him and takes everything, um, you know, as super serious. Um, he basically abandons his his baby mama uh, before she has a kid, moves okay. in, and yeah, it's just absolutely insane. I'm not going to spoil it to you because you should watch it. No, I think I will because I, I, even with your low in your rating, it still looks like something I can there, see myself all of a sudden being I, like four stars. I was watching it and this was like a solid three and then the ending it's just kind of weird. Jesse Eisenberg is all over the place for me personally. Yeah. Like it, I honestly, like I said, last 30 minutes were rough and I kind of had my review in my head of like this movie like I hated everything about it, but I also appreciate it. Okay. Because I thought what it was trying to do was kind of executed well. Cause it's not like a real, like this isn't real life. No. Um, but so yeah, it was good. Two and a <laughs> half stars though. I saw it. Yeah. It's, that's, that's pretty low. <sighs> it is. Um, but you know what else was low for me? Um, yes. Hey, a, uh, <laughs> a haunting in Venice, which is also surprising. Why? Why do you think that's surprising? I don't know. Three stars seems kind of low for these films. Like, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm on my list to watch. Yeah. Listen, by the way, I was like hella ambitious this week. I started adding all these movies. Added. Let me see. I did. I I, uh, I saw that. 
and it actually was like, oh yeah, I need to watch the movies this week, and I ended up. I added, let's see, let's see, four, eight, twelve, uh, fifteen movies to watch this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> watch four of those, which is going to be fun. But yeah, I got some movies to freaking watch. Yeah, so I actually watched a quote unquote horror movie outside <laughs> of Halloween. It is not. It's not. It wasn't even deemed a horror movie beforehand. No, it wasn't. Um, in fact, the whole reason, like the whole changing the title, um, "Haunting in Venice." I forget what the Agatha, Agatha Christie novel is actually called, but it's it's not. Um, the past two movies, "Murder on the Orient Express" and um death Death on the the nile Nile. come straight from the book and you know whatever they actually changed the title of this one i think to fit in that halloween window to you know draw attention for it um but i think there was there was promise for like good execution for a story um but again I, i felt it felt like they were trying to elude you into thinking this was some kind of um supernatural event which was part of the story i get it like it's it's yeah. it but i mean it, it, it didn't it didn't have the suspense that you would have thought um and that's coming from somebody that does not like scary stuff like it yeah. just it well, felt cheap i i so. feel like i can see that but i feel like when from watching the trailer i feel like it kept that card in its hand though like you knew it was going to be well, based subverted. on the trailer you would have thought this was like a um uh shoot um oh shoot what were the um paranormal activities like okay yeah yeah like um exorcist type of 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 vibe right some cross between there yeah but it's not even close to that okay well Um, see i figured it'd be in that vein but only but obviously not because i agatha christie yeah there's there's always gonna be the scooby-doo pull the mask off and be like oh it was like this the whole time Mm -hmm. like you you're gonna expect that but um, but yeah, it was it was okay. It was three stars. How um, was Jamie Lee Curtis in it? Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in it. Or not not Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh oh Michelle Yao, she yeah. was yo or whatever. Uh she was great. And um, how was Kenneth Branagh? Branagh. Oh, great as always. So those those who carried? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um yeah, why don't you hit The Killer? Yeah, talk let's I talk about them. the killer now. All right, I actually lowered my rating since I originally watched it. Um, From I went, four to what? Three and a half. I went. Are you back, serious? Yeah, I went back and watched the because I was kind of sleepy when I watched it the first oh time. Her, first time. So you know what? I was like, you know what? Because I just didn't feel good about my four star rating. I was like, I got really sleepy the last thirty minutes. I'm gonna go watch the last hour again, whole last hour. So I did. I was like, I'm gonna give it another from, go. From the hospital scene on. Uh, actually, from the uh, you know, I guess before that. Uh, after he put breaks the girl uh, the witnesses necks and kicks her down the stairs, throws her down the stairs. I watched it from that on. So he goes to his the lawyer mm-hmm. or whatever they called him, yeah, yeah. Sterling K. Brown. He goes to his office and uh, or not Sterling K. Brown, yeah, the yeah. guy from uh, Top Gun Maverick. I don't yes. know why I was thinking Sterling K. Brown. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, goes to his office, kills him with a nail gun. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sprays dies, and then he goes and the the witness, the maid or whatever. The secretary. The secretary. Yeah. He Go t- goes to her house where yes. she has the Rolodex and gets all the information. And she knows he's going to kill her. So he's like, make it look yeah. like an accident so I can, my kids can inherit whatever. Yeah. So I remember all of that. And I was like, I was like, you know, I remember watching. I was like, this is good. This is going to continue to get better. And then from there on, like, I remembered everything. 
but it was kind of a blur. I was like, maybe I got sleepy. So from there but, on, I, I gave it a good effort. That's to me, that is good reviewing power. Like, you know, what? I don't think you can watch any of that without a true refreshing of the full like 15 minutes of him narrating or no, I remembered enough of it. It was, just, it was less than 24 hours apart. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah. The big like, uh, theme for him is that it is that you can't act out of emotion, but it feels like all of this is like picked up like it's, it's revenge. Yeah. yeah. It's like John wick. But at the end, I, I I don't know. Do you do at the end whenever he's confronting the um the guy that actually put the initial hit that went the wrong? They had the bloody nuts. That basically no. Oh no, the the in the penthouse. Yeah, the, like okay, the tech, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the tech CEO, whatever. Yeah. Whenever he doesn't kill him, which was his whole thing, is like yeah. I'm gonna make this guy pay. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. There's whenever I was watching and I look back on it especially the ending there's this feeling of like it wasn't enough for him well that's a that's part of my issue with the film okay i let's hear it okay so the killer david fincher like you think of seven yeah that movie for me that's obviously probably yeah is it his most famous film probably um, it doesn't have the wide wide range of. Uh, I mean, Zodiac is going to be probably the other one. Fight Club. Yeah, so I'm just looking at his top. I mean, just to yeah. So I'm looking. So we're <laughs> when I think of Fight Club, it's not even in the yeah. same stratosphere as Fight Club. It's not in the same stratosphere as Gone Girl. Okay, you're getting closer with Seven. It's not in the same stratosphere as The Social Network. Yeah, Zodiac close. Curious case of Benjamin all those, Button. All those close. movies have been five stars for me. Right. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Great film. Yeah. I have not seen Mank. Uh, yeah. So I can't, I'm out on that one. I have not seen uh, The Game in a very, very, very long time. So I need to rewatch so that. Good. And I haven't seen The Panic Room since I was in high school. Okay. So I need to rewatch those. So out of these, The Killer, even out of the ones that I've, sh- I've seen multiple times, which is all the other ones it's not on the same level or it's at the bottom tier of all of this. So I, because this thing is missing. I feel like the killer three and a half stars is a good movie. I'm, it's, but it's my lowest. I bet if I, I'm going to filter my low, my, uh, before you, before you explain it, I, I feel like I can put an, I can put a, a finger on like what you, what it feels like a mystery. It misses that John wick element like that nonstop action. No, that's not it. Not it. No. It's like, it's not, not it. enough, not enough, uh, High octane, like it's too lulled. No, that's not it for me. Okay, what is it then? Um, so I'm ready. I don't have Girl with a Dragon Tattoo rated on Letterboxd, I guess because I haven't that or the game because I haven't seen them in yeah. so long. It is the it is tied for my lowest venture with three and a half stars of the Panic Room. I don't understand you. Uh, the rest of them are four or higher. Okay. Um. So here's so looking at it, my my ranking my venture. Fight Club, Gone Girl, Seven, Social Network, Zodiac, Benjamin Button, The Killer, Panic Room, and Alien Three is down there at the bottom. Actually, forgot he did that one. Yeah. Um. And then Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and the Game are probably going to end up right up in there somewhere. Um. So when I look at all of these, and then like this is helping me put the puzzle of what just didn't fit. A, 
when you think of Fight Club, you have Edward Norton and Brad Pitt. You think of Gone Girl, you have Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck. You look at Seven, you have Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Social Network, Andrew Garfield, Jesse Eisenberg, Zodiac, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, curious case of Benjamin Button, Brad Pitt, Kate Blanchett. Fincher has all these fantastic pairings together that work so well together. This is Michael Fassbender and Michael Fassbender. The one who's acting and the one who's narrating, right? Same character, but it's like a character study. Yes. That we, didn't, I think that looking at this, that is something that is, that is an absentee thing. I Fincher does so well building these characters that interact and intertwine and have this conflict of some yeah, sort. That, like Mindhunter. Yes. Yeah. That is missing from this. And I think Fincher excels in that. And I think that is one aspect I was missing from this film. Didn't tank the film, but in hindsight, now looking at this, I hadn't thought of that. But looking at this and remembering why I appreciate his other films, it's how masterfully he directs and works his characters with each other on screen. Yeah. And that's a big missing part of this. But the other thing before that I before looking at this, but doubly looking at this now, it just feels like there's a sense of urgency missing from this film that all of these other films have. Not not like an action piece. That oh I do I'm a sucker for action, yes, but that's not why. Um I'd read enough reviews to know that that wasn't gonna that yeah. itch wasn't getting scratched for this. So that's fine. Like because I think Killers of a Flower Moon that had like no action in it, but it's yeah you know, way better film. There's no urgency to it. Right. But yeah, it had urgency. It had consistent meaning and plot Mm -hmm. purpose and progression. This movie just felt like it could have stopped at almost any point. Well, and I would have been fine. That's the thing though, is like looking back on it, I, I felt the opposite. I felt like there was this propelling like force, like pushing him through these kills enacting revenge um he says it's not revenge mm-hmm. like he's he's taking it out he's being methodical and all this stuff but he's very much acting on um his emotions and it's it's counter uh counterintuitive to everything that he explains to us in the beginning of mm-hmm. like everything has to be methodical and thought out and precise he wears the wristwatch to keep his blood uh yeah. his blood pressure down um and so so the issue that you you said you have with it only being Fassbender and not having that person and to he does bounce a great things job. off His of. performance is great. I would say though, there's the, um, the point of him basically everything, whenever he's, he's act like we never actually see him talk mm-hmm. to people. And so that inner monologue that he has, wait, doesn't he have a conversation with Tilda Swinton? Very, yes, but very brief. Like yeah. hardly says anything because yeah. again, like if he were to speak, it it would it's almost like it would break the the illusion the illusion yeah. that he has made for himself. Um, yeah. So again, it, he's fighting against himself. Yeah, and I and I and I got that. I just didn't. It just didn't work. I guess it just missed me. Yeah. Um. And I love things with like I, I we talked about it last week when you discussed it. Dexter. I love Dexter. That's like yeah. one stereotype one hundred one of like great narration right mm-hmm. I love that it just didn't work for me here okay. Fassbender was great I thought that worked the cinematography is fantastic the script for what it is is fantastic uh, the execution of things was great and I just felt like it was just great it was a great quality yeah. adventure I, expect, I got that that's part of it I just was ultimately just besides the casting you know having a co-star I think he just does better with that that was missing I just never felt like any of it mattered um, I don't think it was supposed to that's the thing though is outs like 
outside of the um his handler and mm-hmm. the secretary um those were the only people that really expected to um hear from him mm-hmm. after they knew the hit went wrong and so after he's killed them the last half of the movie none of those people were expecting him right and so he he literally was working in the shadows there was no um no tension to the fact that he was coming for them right um which again uh, to me it worked and i enjoyed it because it showed um a how how good he was and the and just like the ease in which it took to to do all this um also the fact that everything that he needed could just been bought from amazon like yep. it's just so under the radar um yeah, I I just enjoyed it. Um, no, kinda and I, wish, and I, I kind of wish I told myself I was going to do the rewatch before this, but I got stuck watching other stuff. No, and I, and I get it. I I can totally understand the appeal to why this is just one of those rare misses that I actually really thought I was going to enjoy, and it's not that oh, I didn't yeah. enjoy it. Three and a half stars is a really good film. Like I really I yeah. I enjoyed it. Really enjoy it is a stretch, but like yeah, it's just missing some elements that I just think Fincher does better with, and I just. <laughs> never felt like and i get your point your argument of it i just didn't it just didn't hit me in the same way it hit you yeah i just found it to be kind of meandering and pointless well, and and too for me like because i didn't talk about it whenever i watched it the ending where he basically i guess he's done yeah and and he's I, back. I actually liked the ending the i end, thought but the ending though is of like him saying like this has come to an end but he sits down and he has that like twitch in his eye mm-hmm. and like you you know like this is not enough for him. Yeah. His only purpose in life is to be this machine of killing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I, I like the ending. I mean, Fincher is great with wrapping up things with a nice bow and I like in you know, a twisted bow, but a bow sure. nonetheless. Um, and I, I, I had no problem with the ending. I just, I just, everything else from the beginning to the end just never really resonated with me. Um, but three and a half stars, I still really enjoyed it or enjoyed it. Really. I really probably just can't say that, but I did enjoy it. Okay. It was good. All right. Uh, well, why don't you do She Came to I, Me and then we'll finish yes. with the creator. Let's do that. I uh, watched She Came to Me. I meant to watch that this week but didn't get a chance. I don't know if you'll like it. Um, so basically She Came to Me um, is about uh, composer David, uh, Stephen Loudham. Uh, whenever he's played by Creative Block which leaves him unable to finish the score uh, for his big comeback opera when his former therapist turned wife Patricia suggests he rekindle his creative creativity by getting lost in the city steven sets out in search of inspiration his epiphany comes after he meets a spirited woman named katrina and discovers his life has much more potential than he bargained for or ever could have imagined mm-hmm. uh which that's pretty good for what the trailer. i remember the trailer that sounds dead on yes and whenever you look at the fact that his wife is played by Anne hathaway mm-hmm. um this new uh epiphany um is played by marissa tomei <laughs> I mean, dude, it's got everything. Yeah. Um, I you should watch it. I again, I don't know if you it'll be hit or miss for you. Um, how is Dinklage? Dinklage is amazing. Um, that's what I've heard. The that, vibe, that, that's part of said. If you like Peter Dinklage, this is worth the watch. Yeah. Because uh, did you ever see Cyrano? No. You should definitely watch that. That's one of my favorite. It's a musical, but oh, you like yeah. musicals? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. You should give that a go. Um. So. So yeah, it, it's hard to talk about the movie because uh, it is it's pretty straightforward. Um, he goes on this walk with his dog and meets uh, Tomei's character. Um, 
outside of the fact that uh, the main character is struggling with this writer's block, you get this like subplot where um, where Anne Hathaway, uh, Patricia's uh, son, who's not Dinklage, um, they just only recently married. They actually married once he had a nervous breakdown after right. whatever. Um, it follows her son's relationship with his girlfriend who is actually 16. The son's 18. And okay. So it's it, there's a weird subplot that I think creatively... People have been roasting it for that. A lot of the I, reviews so, thinking it's gross and like. So you need to watch it so we can kind of talk about it because yeah, I, I thought I it worked. It. Yeah, metaphorically, Shoot, people just can't. Hand, they don't need to watch freaking birth them. Freaking Reese well, with even, that ten year old boy. I don't have an issue. It wasn't the age thing for me. It was the well, fact that this. It, the it, age was, thing. it was the fact that this movie is about an opera composer who struggles with creativity when if he was just. And he he has all these things, these social anxieties to where if he just took a breath and looked around him, he would have all this inspiration. Yeah. Um, and they do this weird thing with aspect ratio in the movie to where um, they'll bring it in to almost like a four by three tight shot um, and almost put like this um, nostalgic filter on it. I've seen some of the screen grabs from it. I'm like, whoa, that looks pretty neat. It, and, and it works because it's telling you like this, this, there's actual substance to this. Um, and I thought that worked for me. It helped. Um, this out, this is like an hour and two minutes. It felt really quick. Um, and then the performances are great. Anne Hathaway, I cannot wait for Elaine oh, or no. Eileen. Um, and yeah, and how she's, some some of the performances she's putting in the last year or so heading oh into this, God, dude. her chemistry with Thomas McKenzie or Thomas and McKenzie is going to sure. be perfect. I'm telling you, dude, it's, you got to watch last night at Soho before. Okay. Um, but Anne Hathaway, she's, she's playing this like OCD, like her, her character arc is so the it, biggest payoff. You, like, are, you to gave the final, three stars, to the final but you're scene. talking about it. Like it's higher. I could have, this could have been a, I gave it three stars. It could have been four. Dang. So why didn't it settle at three and a half? It just, I don't know. There wasn't enough excitement for me. But the killer had enough excitement for yeah. you? Yeah. Wild. It was it Wild. was fun. I do want to watch this movie, and I will watch this movie in the next week or so. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, Let's talk about the creator, then. What a complex movie. Really? Yeah, man. Are we this, sure? Are I we sure so. it was that complex? I think so. No, not, not in terms of like what it was trying to say. It was pretty straightforward. I yeah. get it. I'm talking about in terms of the plot. I had, a, I had some issues. Not issues, but... Okay. It, it, they had too many threads going at once, and I don't think they all really were fleshed out very well. I, I um, don't think there. I don't think there were that many. I just don't. I think oof, it was Dawson almost. He almost put me a game here. Sorry, I checked the fantasy lineup. Oh yeah, Casey was telling me that she could have beat me. Should have should have beat me if she started the right people. I'm like, that, oh, that's everybody. Oh, Actually, right. she's right. She's right. If anyway, she started Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields and Shane Perrine. She would have been all right. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm I'm gonna win, but not by as much as I thought. <laughs> They're gonna have like eight people, seven and four after this week. <laughs> anyway, um, no, the creator, I I don't know. I think I was expecting this. It's a Garth Edwards movie starring uh, John Paul Washington or John David Washington, and um, I, I don't know. I guess I thought this was gonna be 
because I'd only ever seen the trailer. I never really got caught up reading the reviews or anything on it, so I didn't really know that much about it. But I thought this was going to be some massive, epic, sprawling sci-fi. Not Star Wars or anything like that. It was just, like smarter than that. I don't mean no, this is Rogue, Star Wars. It, it was Rogue One. Like, yeah. It 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 was very linear. Yeah. Um. And yeah, because I I kind of had the the feeling of because we know that he has this relationship. Um, I kind of expected it to not, I, I kind of expected that relationship to form like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Not Wait, with the girl, Alfie, yes. was it Alfie? No, no, no. With, uh, met with, uh, was it May? Um, his wife who oh, is May. Yeah, Maya. Or, Maya. Maya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it actually opens with his yeah. relationship with Maya. We is find it out. Maya? Yes. We find or out. Was it Nimistro? Well, yes. We, yeah. It was his daughter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Maya. Yeah, uh, because Josh. he was the creator. Who what? He what was his character's name? John David Washington. Joshua. Joshua is the creator. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. How so? He created Alfie. I mean, he created the so, structure of her. He took he Maya took the like exo like. <sighs> You're reading into you're reading too much into it. But he is a creator. He he, his weena works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I agree with you. This was way more linear and straightforward. And on one hand, but on the other hand, because they went that route, I feel like they had a little, a few too many plot threads that never got fully explored, but that were sure. hinted around. And I just, this is also a three and a half star film for me. I really liked. The package that this was all dressed up in, I really liked the performances and I really liked the, you know, the world that it built. Yeah. The the messaging was a little too on the nose for me. Never really liked that when we, I get your, I get the political, <laughs> I get it. Okay. But it's like, I got it in the first 20 minutes. I didn't need a freaking brow beating the rest of the film about it. That, that was, that was a little annoying to me. And then, <sighs> It's very predictable. And I said, that's weird to say about a film that is all about, uh, like, that is as, like I said, complex. You're right. That's not the right word. But you just, I just kept waiting for something to s just pop out and surprise well, me. I, and nothing really ever just was like, oh, wow. You know, that's neat. I, I think this is a, this is a perfect movie. I don't mean perfect is like there's no faults to it. Mm -hmm. This is a this is a great example of what a blockbuster movie should be in 2023. Where this wanted to be a rival. The whole time I, I was it, watching, I this don't film, think it wanted to. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying yeah. like, well, yeah, no, that's not the right way of saying it. I think expectations, this, like yes. a person's expectation going into like this, in terms of scope and like what the tra yeah. Watching this trailer, and I remember watching the Arrival trailer, gave me very similar. Well, it's Gareth Edwards, like it is an amazing mm -hmm. cinematographer like yeah and world builder for that matter uh, for that matter i mean built um rogue one godzilla um, god yes godzilla um i'm trying to think of there's another one that he has done in the past um well yeah actor in writer for maybe that is it with the Jurassic Park, he was attached to at one point. Yeah, he. I mean, he's or worked Star on Star Wars. Yeah, he's worked on a lot of stuff besides the other Star Wars. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, he's done um, Last Jedi. Um, and he's done some TV work as well, I believe. Um, but yeah, I I think Gareth Edwards just wants in the same way that James Cameron just wants to get in a submarine and go to the bottom of the sea. Like Garrett Edwards just wants to create super realistic hell, uh, um, hell. Yes. Uh, holistic, like looking sci-fis and you know, if there's some great action sequences, then that's, that's a bonus. Yeah. And I thought this, unlike the killer, I, I thought that this didn't need all the action sequences and it did. I don't know. It's weird because these are both three and a half star films, but I gave well, them three and a half stars for wildly different reasons. I, I think part of it outside of, uh, so you had, you had the, um, the raid at the house. Other than that, like there weren't a ton of like crazy action sequences. It was mm. a lot of big visual effects, which, bombs dropping, beautiful. which I loved. Yeah. The film, this film was beautiful, which you were talking about how they set up the movie and everything that, that's like per- that was perfect for me. Yeah. And why I think this is a great example of now it was an exact rip opening from the Rogue One. <laughs> how so? Freaking uh Jen Urso's parents, uh they they're secluded on this, you know, home homey Arctic planet or oasis planet the middle of the night. I was comes, ta- I was talking hugs. about like the in the past, like it was almost like a info um infomercial type of like this is how ai destroy oh, the I world you meant when they're they're cuddling no. up at the house and like no, they, that... they come and raid the house that's literally like the exact same opening scene from rogue one hmm. i thought so. i was like I didn't, I didn't think of that but it's been a minute since i've seen rogue one yeah, you're wrong um that. i've but yeah i liked how they kind of just again it a one-off movie in 2023 i thought that's like a really good way to uh, set you up in the world um, that we're about to, you know, spend two hours watching. Um, so loved. Um, Sturgill Simpson. <sighs> yeah, my boy Sturgill. He's 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 making it around. He's working, man. Yeah. Um, but Alfie, um, Madeline. Mm-hmm. She was great. Um, yes. Great, great, great. And Jimmy Chan was good too. Yeah. J- and Allison yeah. Chaney was a surprise. I yeah, I didn't expect that. Um, why can't I pull that? Yeah. Other than that, I'm looking at the cast. There weren't really any other surprises for me. But no. yeah, John, I thought John David Washington. Once again, I thought he was good. The only thing I'm having, I'm struggling with John David Washington in the last few things I've seen him in, like uh, whether it be Amsterdam, this, there's um, something else, Tenet. Uh, what's, there's something else I've seen him over in the last couple of years. He's starting to become very samey to me. Well, he's been typecasted, I think. Yeah. I think that comes I, off of the success of Tenet. But when I when I think of John David Washington, I think of Black Klansman because like, dude, is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Amsterdam, he it kind of gets it like it's a little bit more tongue in cheek. Um, but well, it's hard to say he's typecast too because I mean, I mean, he is, but he's you know, it's hard to say people like Gareth Edwards and um, David O. Russell and um, yeah. Christopher Nolan are all typecasting this guy, not utilizing no, the right way, type- but. But but they are they no. have a role and they're like you know who would just do this with ease is yeah, this guy just, there doesn't feel like there's a lot of divesture in how he does his performances um, yeah because feel, they're not asking of yeah like, no that's what I'm yeah. saying I'm not and I'm not I'm not sure whose fault that is 
the directors or his or if he's... I think it, I think it's a script thing. I think it's a director writer, not issue, but I think that's just on them hmm. because again, it's a director's job to get the get what they want out of an actor. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm interested to see another couple movies because if he does another couple movies with a couple of other big directors and it's the same kind of thing, I think I'm gonna be out on John David Washington. Yeah, if it's a lot of the same thing, but like if he gets put in like a scorsese movie or a uh del toro i'm trying to think if he's already worked with those directors i mean ridley scott if he if he ends up in the same thing with other directors sure. of that caliber i think i'm gonna have to start questioning a little bit more about john david washington um because i mean he's not his daddy i mean imagine him in imagine him as the john boyega character and they clone tyrone i mean it would it would be hilarious it'd be just as funny so I like know. I think I think he has that ability but again he's just he's he's, he's at he is at a level not because he has the skill set but just because of the opportunity that he has had to where he does not have to do those types of movies do those do those uh he's got the piano lesson coming out with Samuel L. Jackson and Ray Fisher and Daniel Deadweiler okay um it was originally slated for this year and they moved it off till next. So that'll be a good opportunity for us to kind of see what he does. Cause that's, well, that was an Oscar pre, you know, Oscar darling pre before it got moved on. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I thought the creator was good. Visually stunning. The, you know, all the acting was good. Um, I, I really enjoyed the original creation that it was. Um, so I had overall I had a really good time with the creator. It was good. Same. I actually probably found more enjoyment out of the creator than I did the killer. I, think that's crazy but i did enjoy it um the creator visually is one that like we should have seen an imax that would have been awesome like you know how sometimes like if you're working from home or something i like can't relate to that oh you'll put on like a youtube video just to have in the background no i don't do that okay well you know how add i am yeah. i can't I, can, I don't think i could vibe well, with that i like to throw in some music or like have something aesthetically pleasing in the background i could just i could just throw on this movie in the background just watch the the landscape be be totally at peace be great you know what else would be great if you What's tell that? me about your tv shows oh my gosh dude there's so much tv uh, out right I now can't wait I, to hear about Monarch. I totally forgot about some some shows i'm sure of it but um, how many shows you've been watching quite a bit Damn. i mean great british breakoff man no. this is a, like a this With is a great Greg. season some great season um but no, some shows that I've started um, can check in once they've finished. Um, but been watching Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. It's a Netflix anime. Uh, it's got a perfect yeah, Rotten anime. Tomato score as of before you start. Yeah, IGN I think gave it a nine. Um, it's it's pretty great. Uh, if you are familiar with the TV show or not TV the show, the movie, um, all the same voice casting uh, in the style of the graphic novel. I will say Netflix has kind of deviated from some of the source material, which I don't know any of it, so it doesn't matter. But if you've watched the movie, whenever Scott meets uh, Ramona, yeah, uh, he basically finds out where she works and was like, oh, she delivers packages. I'll just put an order. And there's that whole sequence where he's waiting at the door for days. Well, in the move in the show, he actually uh, she he finds out that she works for Netflix, which is kind of cringe because yeah, I don't like that uh, because it's a Netflix series. Yeah, Dalton would immediately rate that one star for yeah. that right there alone. So, 
that was the only thing that was kind of like cringy. Other than that, the like the fight sequences and, and like everything, it feels it feels like an anime. It's it's great. Enjoyed it. Well, it that's the type of anime I could get down with. Though, sure. So. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll stick with anime animate animations. Um. I started watching uh, Scavengers Reign. Um. I read an alter- article on uh, Vulture just trying to. I was looking at like TV shows and stuff that were coming out because it feels like nothing is is good coming out soon. We we're supposed to get. I think it was. Um, Oh shoot! True Detective was supposed to be coming out. Yeah. Um. And there's there's Fargo. some other stuff. Fargo's coming out soon though. It's like next week, I think. Yes, and I'm very excited. Um. I didn't realize Juno. What's her name? Uh. uh Keely. Keely uh, from Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh. Juno Temple. Yes. I didn't realize she was going to be the main character. For a minute there, I thought you were talking about. Elliot Page. No. And I was really sore there when you said Ted Lasso. I had <laughs> got there. Uh so yeah, I was just I was doing some research on like some shows and stuff that were coming out. And uh Scavenger's Reign was one that they suggested. Um it's it's animated. Um it's basically it feels like it's in in the world of a couple of the skits that uh Love Death and Robots has put out recently. Oh, freaking great. You, Wait, there's a new season of Love, Death, and Robot? Well, the most recent one that has come out, do you remember the one where this astronaut gets stuck on a planet and basically becomes one with the planet? Oh, vaguely, yes. yes. It's been a while since I've seen Love, Death, it, and Robots. This, so. this series feels like it's a it's a spinoff of that. Okay, that sounds um, like something I enjoy. Where's there, it, what's it on? I don't think there's any connection. It's on Max. Um, yeah. But yeah, I watched the first episode. It's pretty trippy. It's great. Um, so I would watch that. I'm going to finish that off hopefully this week and uh, I'll check back with you. But you watched one that's not animated. Monarch. Legacies of Monsters. How much Godzilla's in it? Barely five minutes. That's what I've Yeah. Uh, which, what did you expect? Like this is this Monkey whole... hit lizard. Yeah, but we're getting. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm glad. This is the kind of stuff. You get monsters. This is the kind of stuff I'm glad no, we're getting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm opening a dark chocolate kiss, and I hate them, but I need one. Yeah, and you, and you've got the the mic sitting on the couch as you do this. So, oh. this move, this uh, this show though, it if you're tuning in to hopefully catch Godzilla, you know, stomp out the Golden Gate Bridge, like it's already happened. Like you're not gonna get it. That's what Godzilla um, minus one's for. But. If you want to get some backstory and see some little monsters and kind of see how these guys get down, like do their thing, then yeah, you'll you you'll you know you'll be entertained. Uh, you're gonna get a lot of backstory on Monarch. Surprise, 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 um, surprise. I've started doing that now, and Caitlin every single time just like chimes in with it. So well, the surprise, yes. surprise. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't have the cast in front of me, but. It, it's a it's a pretty well you got interesting you cast got Wyatt and Kurt what's <laughs> all yeah that's all that matters baby yep. uh and what's workaholics guy name I forget his name not but not his amazing me not Devon so all these books yeah I can see his face it's um, not the long headed guy it's not the curly headed guy plays it's not Billy Randa though he plays one of the scientists uh, who is the younger version of John Goodman's character which is wild. 
Yeah. Because I saw that uh, this morning, actually. I was like, dang. Not Listen, what I would have thought. Apple TV, man, they they just they just want to put out interesting stuff. And I appreciate it. I'm here for it. I I find myself going to Apple TV before most other, you know, I go to look movies streamers. before I go anywhere anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I Although did, I did watch Dead Poets on my voodoo, so. Yeah, I was glad that was on there. Um, I watched uh, The Curse on there, though. On Dead on Poets yes. on Look Movie? Yeah, you need to watch The Curse. I'm going to. I, I almost added to the notes the controversy that anywhere, uh, anyone, but you know, I was like, dang, they really copied each other. And then it was like, oh, this is publicity stunt. Yeah. Never mind. Missed it. Nathan Fielder. He's a genius. Yeah, that's great. And Benny Snafty. Safty, whatever. Yep. Oh. Uh, uh. So yeah, that's that's it for what we've been watching. That's it for our trailer roundup. So that means it's time to blitz through some news. I I didn't put it in here, but I finished Loki right before we got here. I haven't seen any of it, so any I don't really want to talk. I've seen even the okay. first episode. Yeah, but her Jonathan Majors is great. For the little that we get him, yeah, you know, it's pretty impressive how they kind of worked around that. Um, yeah, I'm so upset again that y'all are not going to get to see Magazine Dreams this year. That's okay. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm to the point I've mourned it and you know if the dude did what they say he did then or he didn't do oh uh, both ways you I just mean, don't you know. saying it you saying it on podcast I know I'm not saying he didn't I'm saying or did I'm saying he might not have too yeah so I don't know we'll see looking more and more like though yeah but I don't know that we don't know that um you know black power man <laughs> okay solidarity for our brothers yeah okay but also girl power let's talk about some news so standing with our abused sisters let's talk about some news please I've covered all the fronts haven't I I hope so and then white power objectively standing to the side and judging <laughs> okay I think I've hit all the bases now and our manpower for our Man I Don't fans yeah <laughs> uh, at least I didn't say hell Hitler that would have been the real that would have been quad, quadfecta. Anyway, listen, Jason Bourne. He's Who would have thought? He's coming back. Yeah. And the director is the guy from All Quiet on the Western Front. You put All Quiet. All Quiet on the Western Front. All Quiet. All Quiet. Uh, Edward Berger is in talks to direct. I'm honestly pretty pumped about that. Me too, especially if they get um, Damon back. Yes, Damon is kind of rumored to, to be reprising his role. Um, whether it's a reboot or what. I hope it's a continuation. I hope it is too, and I hope we kind of get an expanded, um, like what's happening. What, what what's happening in France? You know what's happening over there. Nothing good. I heard things been and going on. I can tell you what's been going on in France. Okay, they've been upset over who Ridley Scott. But we'll get there later. Well, let's just talk about it. Might as well. Well, Napoleon's out. Yeah, and French critics were the first to blast the film. And As they normally do in Venice. Yeah. And or is Venice isn't that's Italy. Yeah. I was wondering what What's you were the, saying. There's a isn't there a festival in France? Cons. Sure. Yes. I think that's it. That is sound right. I um why aren't they happy? I don't know, but I'm trying to find the the news story. Here it is. So the French have been blasting his movie, uh Napoleon. Mm-hmm. And when asked about his thoughts about it, he said, quote, the French don't even like themselves. So there you have it. Wow. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I'm all in on the Jason Bourne movie, especially if Matt Damon comes back with Edward Berger. That sounds great. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. 
Now listen, here's the only news story I really care to talk about. Um, salt burns out, and this is a this is a quote from the interview with Jacob Elordi. You ready? Yeah. Thank God it's mine. I was very proud to have Barry Keoghan guzzling it like that. In reference to, there's a scene in Saltburn yeah. where Barry Keoghan goes into the shower after uh, Jacob Elrody and, qu- quote, licks, is licking up his cum around the bathtub drain. Yeah. Listen, that's not surprising to me because that's exactly the type of stuff I expected to be going on in this movie. I think this is going to be like a mixture like this, this, this movie is missing its calling to be a, uh, what is his name? Not Zucker. Why am I wanting to say Zuckerberg? Not Zuckerberg. <sighs> Crimes of the future. Oh, Cronenberg. Cronenberg. This feels like a Cronenberg kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. But a David Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a, what a great quote. And, um, especially coming off Priscilla. Uh, hear, hearing him say that in the Elvis voice, oh, I was a uh, real proud. Oh, that's a terrible Elvis impersonation. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was bad. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's got me ten times. This is great publicity. I'm very excited to see this movie now. I don't care. That makes me a certain way. I I can't wait to see Barry Keoghan lick up Jacob Elrodi's dried up cum. I'm not going to watch this with my wife. We'll make it. Um, we'll make it a bro movie even better. Yeah, go see Saltburn together. And go sit two two chairs apart. Yeah, hold each other's hands. I, I yeah, I can't wait either. Um, Rosamund Pike. I mean, I mean, is this gonna be like a full on? <laughs> I, I don't. I'm scared to. I'm scared to say. It. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm just gonna. I don't know what to expect. But I, I also expect everything. I was watching TikTok today and it had a girl getting a tattoo on her inner thigh and she scored it all over the tattoo artist. What does this have to do with the movie? <laughs> you said Roseman Pike and then I was thinking about Jacob O'Rody's come and then it made me think about a girl squirting on a tattoo artist who's getting a tattoo on her inner thigh. Have you seen that video? I'm ready to move on. It's wild. I'm ready to move on. I, was, I didn't know if you would have seen this. Me, I had this news story. <laughs> no. Like, Dear Lord, I'm dreading that part of the conversation. No. Anyway, um, you know what we're gonna have to wait wait a while for the bike riders. It sounds like Disney has dropped it. They're no longer set to release it. So the original distributor, New Regency, is now looking for a distrib- distribution partner, um, and even considering a streaming release. This is very sad. To me, what has happened to this movie? Well, new reasons. See, I'm trying to think. It got delayed because of the writers, yeah, stuff. Then all of a sudden, Disney doesn't want it. Only thing I can think is that they believe there's some kind of like Oscar possibility, and if they push it to a streamer, there's still a chance. To fit it in, even though, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't either, because I thought it already got, oh man, maybe that was Disney's push, because it already got pushed out of this release window. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. To me, it's a little weird uh, to be this close where it would have already released, and then now all of a sudden. Think of it this way, though. Disney is like cost-cutting, like trying to be efficient, and someone like Apple 
Well, these killers of the flower moon did not do well in the po- in the in the box office, but they don't care about that. They wanted the it did okay. It just didn't hit what they but expect. for for the budget that it had, like it it was not meant to be put out there to make a lot of money. It was put out there to bring in ten Oscar nominations and push Apple's like brand out there. And that's that's the point. Bike riders, like in a box office perspective, probably isn't going to do that great. No. And Disney, who at this point in time wants to make money, doesn't want to push this for dis- distribution out into all these theaters for it to not bring a profit for them. Yeah. And so in their eyes, they're like, we don't want to we don't want to deal with this. It could still be a really good movie. Do you think they are going to have to pay back their bid or? I have no idea. I don't know all the inner workings of all that, but I would love to find out. Yeah, that's um, kind of stuff that's interesting to yeah. me. Um, which is also interesting to me is Nicholas Howe. Yeah. He's everywhere right now. He is. I, I hate this casting. This feels like a cw casting this feels like a consolation prize for not getting the superman role he auditioned for <laughs> i don't understand it i i don't hate nicholas holt oh he, he got the role of lex luthor we never yeah. said who he's playing we're over yeah, here talking yeah. about how much we hate the casting but not what it is um yeah i just don't see nicholas how as lex luthor i just don't yeah i don't like it i mean he's gonna be bald yeah I he'll mean, look it, all right me, bald me, i feel like no, see, he I better he better be bald. See, I don't think so. I think this this is the exact same reaction I had when Jesse Eisenberg got cast as Lex Luthor. Yeah, I was like this is a terrible casting. You know what? It was a terrible casting. Yeah. So, so you're, you're just like I'm having PTSD right now. Now, granted, I don't, I've given up on superhero movies, and James Gunn is I do trust him. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll be wrong. Okay. But until I'm wrong, I'm not looking forward to this. Okay. Um, what I am temper mildly looking forward to is the blackening too. Not much to spend on that. I moderately enjoyed the first one. I mean, is there anything? I mean, what they they just announced that they're gonna do another one of them. Yep. I feel, I feel like that was pretty. I don't know what I don't know how it ended, but um, it, it's it's definitely something you could franchise off of. Yeah. Um, it, and I'm not I'm not I'm not upset about it. Like I would go see the second one. Good. Not going to rush to the theaters and see it, but I go see it again. Or okay. see it in the theaters. It, it was good. If you ever get a chance to watch it, you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Um, next, we had our first look at Robert Eggers' uh, Nosferatu. Um, yep. with, just uh, a steal. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's just Lily Rose Depp with uh, a big shadow of, uh, I mean... Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. Um, who plays Nosferatu. I mean, this movie's going to be great. I don't know what else to say. No, it's, gonna it's be, great. I'm glad we're finally starting to get some it, stuff. Is this going to be... All black and white. I believe so. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, probably one of the most anticipated movies for next year. Um, so I'm glad we're starting to finally get to see some traction on that. Okay. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> why do you keep eating those? Because I'm hungry for snacks, and I hate. But you know, it just it sounds. I hear it from here. I'm, I'm only imagining what this is going to sound like in my ears when I edit it later. <laughs> and there's no editing that out. <laughs> you know how you know how I feel about ASMR. <laughs> I've told I've 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 told you does it sound what like, I live with. Does it sound like I'm begrudgingly eating it too? Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear the disdain. I'm hating in these dark re- uh, reasons. Why are you punishing yourself? Because I want some snacks, and we just don't have any good ones right now. They're all dark chocolate or healthy, and I just don't want that. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry for you people. 
They like it. <laughs> you know what I don't like? What? This next description of Ryan Gosling's new role. Yeah, so Ryan Gosling's role in The Fall Guy. Um, we just did the trailer for it last week. Um, basically, is described as having the goofiness of the nice guys. One of his uh, best films. Yes, the in, the inherent cool of Drive. Uh, One this of is, his best films. Which is Nicholas Welling Rife's uh, movie. And the romantic likability of The Notebook. One of his best films. <laughs> Hence my problem with this quote. I this movie. I is, mean, this movie is supposed to be the greatest movie of all time. Then, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> this is a stupid hype quote, and I do not like it. I get it. I get why you say it. I if it's one of these three, oh, you're great, and I, I, I definitely get more nice guys from the trailer than I get the other two. Yeah. So actually, if anything, I get Ken, Ken from Barbie put into the world of. The nice guys, and now you have. <laughs> See, that's funny because far. I watched Barbie thinking, "Oh, this is what's his name from Nice Guys." It's oh. a Kindle. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that I, was my Barbie experience. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, whatever. I just think it's a. St- I mean, I'm, I get the concept. It I makes get me th- a little bit more excited because I do watching the trailer. Well, I've seen it. I've seen great. some more behind the scenes stuff of it. I, I'm a little more high on this movie than I was last week. Um, Fall Guys, or the, yeah, the Fall Guy. I will yeah. definitely watch and I'll enjoy. I just didn't. I just don't love seeing his greatest hits put on. Oh, this is this is Ryan Gosling from every one of the movies you know and love him from. Like, okay, something's got to give here, but whatever. I get the speech before I thought it was a stupid line. Um, and a little bad news: Sandler says his next film with the Safdie brothers has been heavily delayed. Um, by the strikes as a lot of films were going to be shot during the uh, live baseball so no timeline on that now kind of oh, okay so part of the movie takes place during live a live baseball. baseball game this is plural yeah yeah um so that's kind of a bummer uh i'm ready for their next collaboration but yeah, now I'm we're sure. going to wait a while i'm gonna guess probably 2025 2026 at this point so this is like this was supposed to be uncut gems too mm-hmm I mean, not really, but yes, yes. I didn't know if you were being serious or not. No. Yeah, but, I've never seen Uncut Gems. Yeah, I guess you have. I have too. I love it. It's like don't don't start with me. Um, but yeah, that's 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 sad news. But it is what it is. Uh, Chris Pond has better news. He's pretty confident that Dungeons and Dragons two is going to happen. I don't know why it took this. Why anybody would wonder? It did pretty good at the box office, I, and the culture is shifting more and more to this kind of stuff. Anyway, yeah. I think Strike or the Iron's hot. And just go ahead and green light it, get it sure. going. There's enough pieces there in world building they did in the first one. Is Dungeons and Dragons is one of my. It feels like an eternity ago when I saw this movie, but yeah, uh, it is one of my biggest surprises of this year. I really enjoyed that movie. I agree. It's one of the few 2023 releases that I've done a couple rewatches of. Um, and each like my enjoyment neither goes up or down. Like it is so consistent. The beats in it are just really well paced and the acting is just good enough um and i but and so with that though i think having i haven't ranked it 16 of 104 yeah it's probably it's probably top 20 for me but you know with characters like this if you did a sequel you're able to build more uh have a little bit more character development and you know more investment in the characters i think i just want to see the franchise right bradley cooper and Oh, that you know, Michelle Rodriguez procreate. That's what I. <laughs> They've want. moved on though. They moved on. She's found another, an, another uh, Hobbit to 
to love. Uh, no, a hobbit. Uh, Hobbitses. Oh, that didn't mean to moan I, while saying that. I that kind of wish, though, Dungeons & Dragons 2 would be a different anthology. Though. Like, I, I would have thought they would have been anthologies. Yeah, and I, I get that. And I would be fine with that, too. But but it could be, though, that Chris Pine's, like, bouncing back and like forth. Like, he's the bard between all of them? Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, know the importance of a bard. All right, we got back-to-back Takia Watiti stories. So yeah. he's doing press tours for Next Goal Wins, and he just needs to shut his mouth. I am so tired of Takia Watiti. Yeah. Because um, he also said his new Star Wars movie is purposely made to piss people off because it's a Takia Watiti film. Like, he has no goodwill anymore. Mm-hmm. With anybody, seems like it. Um, he feels like he he knows it too, and, and he's like playing the villain role yeah. here, which is annoying to me. It, but whatever. It, I feel like this is a Marvel issue, not like this is Marvel's fault, but they dropped this him. is. Th- but this is like what Marvel does to these directors because I feel like you have the same thing with the Russo brothers. You have the success. Well, they had he had more success prior than the Russo brothers did though, because he had Death of Stalin. He had um. Those are not like box office hits, though. Jojo They're, Rabbit, like, but I know, but he had yeah, acclaimed. Yeah. They were both Jojo Rabbit was the only. Well, Death of Stalin had its acclaim. Like, it had sure. a bunch of festival awards. Like, he, I feel like they had more. He, Watiti had more success than the Russo brothers did in terms of like, yeah, Love and accolades. Thunder. Love and Thunder ruined him, though. Yeah, and and Next Goal Wins feels like, feels like it's got to be minus on cinema score. It's not terrible. <sighs> That's. I think it's probably a two and a half, three star movie for me. But yeah. Um, anyway, so talking about this, uh, he responded to, to some criticisms he's had of changing certain aspects. Now, I've read that he's basically uprooted the whole freaking film to make it work for him, like barely true at all. Well, there's a whole portion of this this story that had to be cut out because of Army Hammer. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this movie was. This movie's like two, three years old, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, it was supposed to come out probably 2020 and then COVID and everything just pushed it back and caused him to redo a lot of stuff because Army Hammer's issues came out. And He's literally yeah. eating people off. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, he was literally living the American psycho. I just realized that. <laughs> yeah. Took eating things out to a whole new level. Um, so we're talking about changing t- some creative liberties. He said, I mean, in the Bible, they took real life things that happened and then they added, you know, magic. I'm just like the guy who wrote the Bible, bro. <laughs> just what an arrogant prick. Yeah. Don't like that. And then to follow that up, same interview or same interview circuit. Uh, none of us are going to be remembered in 50 years. Uh, how the hell are we expected? How do, how are we to expect to be remembered? No one knows the name of the guy who made Casablanca. I'm going to keep saying it. No one can tell me what his name is. It's Michael Kurwitz. I knew it was before I, I even had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't just do that movie either. He did like Angels with Dirty Faces. He's one of the most acclaimed directors of all time, won multiple Oscars. Like, the keyword he's having a complex right now, and it's annoying. He's throwing his temper tantrums on yeah. this freaking press circuit. Um, I hope Star Wars drops this project as a whole. I uh, what what's the uh story or um, what kind of story is he supposed to be? Just the one, just a standalone movie. Okay. For Star Wars, uh, no plot synopsis have been put out yet, but um, or synopsis. He uh, just said, "quote It's going to piss people off because it's a Takiyah TV film." Yeah, meaning that it's going to be not Star Wars ish, which is fine. I'm, I'm fine for that, but at the same time, not if that's your mentality. Yeah, I agree. So, um, speaking of 
Marvel. Chris Hemsworth and Marvel and talks to make Thor 5. I didn't attach this. Yeah. The rumors are true. Supposedly. Guess who's tapped to direct it? Shortlist. Who? Robert Eggers. Oh, yeah. I feel like that was... We talked about it a long time ago and it circled. That was like a year ago. They circled back. Apparently, once again, Robert Eggers is the shortlist front front runner. Okay. Okay, okay. I could see it. That would be a tonal change. Yeah. But I could see it. And then the other one, even weirder. Okay. Del Toro. I could see Del Toro over Eggers. Well, those are the two short lists. I don't know. Either way, both of those to me are a better fit if you want to re not reboot but kind of relaunch like get goodwill with fans again if you give them full creative control. And yeah. I feel like if you're specifically Del Toro, he's not going to bow whim to anybody anyway. So he's going to do his thing or you're just you know what you're getting with him. I think and I probably honestly even with Eggers at this point too. You don't bring in either one of those two to the Mar- to the MCU without kind of letting them you kind of know what movie they're making. Sure. I uh I look forward to what could possibly be in the future for Thor, especially after finishing Loki. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't seen this, so I can't. I'm going to have to just it, wait. And it was see. a good landing. Not a great series, but a good ending. Well, how would you feel if Steven Spielberg directed Thor? I mean, I imagine, Th- I imagine Spielberg doing like a Captain America. Hmm. Iron Man, maybe? No. Too, too techy, too sadistic, not sadistic. Um, too uh, narcissistic, egotist, yeah, yeah. narcissistic, mm-hmm. egotistical. Well, speaking of Spielberg, I had to try to yeah. cram him in there somewhere, and I, I disagree with him here. I think he says that Killers of the Flower Moon is Martin Scorsese's masterpiece. "Quote: You are the master of our medium, and this is your masterpiece, Martin." I mean, that's grandstanding. You know, it's just is it one person who's gotten their flowers giving another man, you know, his flowers. I, I I definitely don't think it's his masterpiece. What's his masterpiece to you then? Either Goodfellas or The Departed. See, Departed feels more like a blockbuster hit. I don't know, man. That movie's Goodfellas freaking great. Is, Goodfellas is his cult classic. And I mean, Killers is... Gangs of New York is, I think, just as good as Once Upon a Time or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh... As killers, yes, really. You need to rewatch I, yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched it ever. I had. I was going to watch it before, um, and then I watched Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street is honestly that is. Ju- that's what I'm saying. This movie isn't that much head and shoulders above any of his. A lot of his other films. Scorsese is a master of film of all time, which is a testament that all these films are like neck and neck. I, I'm looking forward to a rewatch of Killers because when this hits Apple TV, I will. I will yeah, rewatch I'll, it that I'll watch day. It with Abby, yeah. I, my issues with. Wolf of Wall Street is the ending. It's it's great. It's cut, dry, very simple, but it kind of lacks, you know, what it it just I don't know. It it's not the same as a killer's to me. Um I'll have to give it another go. But yeah. you need to watch Gangs of New York. Yeah, well. We should just do a Scorsese interview. There's more there than you think. No, oh, no. Okay. Not right now. Next year. Okay. Anyway, because uh, listen, I've been having withdrawals. I miss Terry Gilliam films. Those were fun. Watch them. Let's, let's do it again. No. Let's do Terry Gilliam in review listen, 2.0. We're going to have to have a serious sit down talk off pod about these reviews because I can't be going into some 12 week directorial like review. No, sir. Terry Gilliam again. You We've already done it once. We can do it again. 
anyway, Dune 2 is coming to play IMAX 70 millimeter. I guess that's one good thing about it being delayed because there was no buzz about that prior to the delay. Yeah. Um, that that means I was talking to Dawson about it. And he said we should get a group together and go see uh, IMAX seventy millimeter Dune. I, I'm all for I'll that. I'll do that. That'd be that'd be great times. Uh, last couple stories here. Tim Allen wants Toy Story five to follow adult Andy trying to find and reunite all of his old toys for his child. Um, that actually sounds super cool. However, they? they're going to have to do some time jump creative logistics to make that work after the ending of Toy Story four. Uh, Kinda, because his toys are all, are all separated now and gone two different paths, so it would be kind of a journey to try to track them down. But that's cute. I like that idea. Would that kind of grab your attention for Toy Story Five? Um, no, not really. I've kind of I checked out, you know, on Sto- Toy Story Four. Um, I like Toy Story Four. I mean, I I I did too, but there wasn't the buy-in that I had after three. I mm. guess. Um. I feel like this issue could be solved with some simple air tags, though. Yeah, those don't exist in no. Pixar land. Um, last two news stories, and they're all superhero related. Steven Yeun is playing Sentry in the MCU. Um, I have no idea who Sentry is. Sentry is the Superman of Marvel. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is he's the this, clone, he's literally the clone of? So this Superman is going to be. Um, but he's but, in the Thunderbolts. I guess, but Sentry's not nice like Superman. Yeah, he's like he's not a villain either. He's like a well, I imagine he's it's like, like it's like um he's like a Loki kind of person, but he's got Superman's powers. Well, I was gonna say uh, Wyatt Russell's character, like he's the like Captain America, like injected. But yeah, all he's this... not quite that consistently bad. Gotcha. But when he's bad, he like literally. So I don't know if you keep up with any Marvel stuff. Like no. he like can rip Hulk in half. Like he's that strong. Oh, okay. Like he's big, but he so probably he's, he, is he manufactured or is he? Or no, I would say like is he artificial or is he like a no, god? He, he's good. He's a god. Okay. Sentry. Yeah. Sentry's no joke. Okay. I I don't read the comics, but I've read. I obviously I know a ton about the. Oh yeah. Because when Prime MCU, I was so looking forward to all these new characters are going to get introduced, and then like it fell apart after Endgame. Yeah. But like, because Sentry was like a legit threat to Thanos by himself, like could whoop everybody Listen. in the MCU current. Steven use like a great casting for that. I I feel like I, I feel like Marvel's starting to pick up some missteps with some of the directors, some of the castings, like the Fantastic, which our final story here, Fantastic Four castings. Um, Pedro Pascal, uh, Vanessa Kirby, and uh, the kid from Stranger Things, uh, Joseph Quinn. Yeah, are three of your rumored cast members for? Yeah, Joseph Quinn played uh, Eddie. Eddie and he's Eddie playing. Uh, Human Torch, Vanessa yeah. Kirby is, uh, and then you got our boy. Uh, oh shoot! Are you talking about for uh, Galactus cousin? Oh, cousin for Ben Grimm. Yeah, the thing. No, yeah, not Ben Grimm. That's his name. Oh, that's yes, that's that's the thing's character, Doctor Doom, as Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, that's unrelated. Bourdain though, Javier Bardem is Galactus. Okay, on the short list to play Galactus. Bourdain would be a good Doom though. He would, uh, but Mads Mikkelsen also would be a great Doom. Yeah. You're good either way you go there. Yeah. I think two totally different Dooms. I don't know if I believe it, though. I'm like 50% bought in on this casting rumors. On the, any of them? The, I know that the Pascal is confirmed. I do not like it. I, I, I like I'm, It took me a day or two to settle in it, and then I was like, I can see it. I don't like it. I can get with 
Kirby, um, Joseph Quinn, you know, like dude's just gotta have Moxie. And then um, he's a little un- to me. I'm a little nervous. He's a little untapped. I think. I think he made people overhyping what he did in Stranger Things, but we'll see. And then the thing. Oh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting now? Cousin? Yeah, it's something weird. It is. But I can't think of what it is either. Oh, I still think John right. Krasinski and Emily Blunt was the perfect one to punch for the two fantastic leads, but. This is gonna well, yeah. I I do. I'm encouraged by the fact that this won't be like an incur like a origin story type mm, of that's thing. Like it's gonna plus. be like Spider Man. Like they've got their powers. There's nothing to talk about. Let's mm. let's get down to business. Galactus is here. Yeah. So. so, and then also the Galactus thing. No one's talked about what happened in the Eternals, and those were literally like yeah. miniature Galactuses. And there's some freaking half Galactus in the ocean somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Still not been acknowledged by the yep. MCU. Uh. Which is which is wild, um, but that's it. That's all we that's all we got for this week uh, for this episode. And then uh, we'll be back Thursday to discuss uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, Dead Poet Society, and kind of remembering uh, Robin Williams, John Candy, and some of the celebs that have passed on that left a big impact in film for us. So okay, yeah, I mean, be a great Thanksgiving episode. It would be to just play play amongst your family and friends and. Yeah. out loud at the dinner table and you know yeah. we'll uh i won't say anything crazy okay i'm smiling i don't plan on saying anything crazy uh-huh. any week it just kind of comes uh like ron jeremy all right this has been another episode of mostly film your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema i'm one of your hosts jonathan recorder joined by my beautiful co-host jp payton and we will see you on thursday see ya bye, bye.